Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you ready? Good news, everyone! I'm the su- surprise in your cereal box. I'm, I'm, I'm great. Everybody else sucks. I said, are you ready? Yes, sir. Random kid I just met. It's Jake Z. Lee. Hooray! People are paying attention to me. That's right. You're always blaming me. So my reputation exceeds me. It's time to check. <laughs> oh wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. You know what? You just made the list. It's all in football. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Burn. <laughs> What's up, you ducks? <laughs> I could never play guitar. My left hand doesn't work that well. I suck the guitar hero. It is all in football. Myself, Jake Seeley, with Stepmom Lauren on FTN Fantasy.、Uh, make sure you're checking everything out at FTN. Code all in, get you 20% off. And at The Athletic, go check out the waivers. They're dropped at midnight on Tuesdays. Well, Mondays slash Tuesday. Ranks slash Tuesday slash Wednesday. I don't know. If, if something drops at midnight, Lauren, do you say the day of that you're on or do you say midnight for the day that's coming? That is such a great question. How about overnight? <laughs> oh, because that's why I used to say twelve or one a.m. Tuesday, because that just takes care <laughs> of the, this. Like, I think that'll who, work. Who knows? I think that.、Works. I mean, I think it works. Yeah, hopefully, what works is your fantasy team. If not, that's what we're here to fix. <laughs> It's waiver Tuesday, and try to talk about who the pickups.、Uh, we got some potential buys. A lot of、mm. a lot of panicking people. It's two weeks, everybody. Lauren, I'm sure you remember this. Kevin Ogletree was the hottest thing in the world a bunch of years ago in the first two weeks, and then Kevin Ogletree did nothing for the rest of the. Okay, well then maybe you don't remember. For everybody that does remember Kevin Ogletree, who did nothing at the beginning of the season, but that's what we're going to talk about. So right off the jump, James Conner is.、Uh, As I, I joked about this on the Athletic Show. I know I, I said this while we were talking about waivers, and I said it to Brandon Welsh. I said it's funny. Is unfortunately this week you texted me about waivers is already kind of gross, and that depends on your leagues. Like a lot of people out there are still playing in leagues that a lot of the people we've talked about for two weeks are still sitting there. But we need like a bunch of if and statements here because it's if Connor is out, how long is Connor out, and then if you need de- like so. With the assumption that Connor only misses one week, how aggressive would you would you go for Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin if you don't really need running backs to blow that spot, or would you be looking at the waiver wire receivers that we are going to be talking about because you、yes. know who they are? 
because it's like I said, it's if and it's like, do you need a running back? Is Connor out for three weeks? Is he out for one week? Is he out for six? Like, so how do you approach when? Because we're not going to know when you like put in your waivers tonight. Yep. So for me, this one is definitely exactly what you were saying. It's so dependent. And I know people don't like that because it's like, well, that depends. But it, it really does. If you are not running back needy, let's say you're not needy at all yet. It's only heading into week three. You're sitting pretty. I actually don't mind snagging one of them. I'm going to lean towards Daryl Williams over Eno Benjamin there. Um, but again, that's really to prevent the guy who is or the lady who is the manager from getting them. But even if you are the Connor manager and you're not, you should have drafted other running backs that because this was, this is not shocking that, you know, Connor is a little banged up. That's kind of the story of his, of his life, but um, well, the story of his NFL career, because he's a survivor <laughs> in real life, but it just, yeah. I mean, no, I'm, if I don't absolutely have to have him as a, I have a running back as a starter and I don't have another option in my bench that I can put on there. What are you doing? <laughs> so there, like, there you go. I Jake realized was the camera was off. reaching towards the camera, and I was like, are you trying to touch my face? What's going on right now? I'm so confused. I, I, so, I don't know what happened. I mean, I Somehow it got knocked it off. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't waste it if like, you don't need it. Like, why but, am I pivoted so far to one side of the screen? Like, I was kind of like... wondering that myself, but I always have to redo my things, too, like my camera, because I'm always constantly taking my camera on and off and, and moving it's things around. It's honestly still so. a little bit off, but I'll, I'll fix more of it later. But yeah, it's I was just trying a, to, It's just a new look I was for trying you to, I was trying to do it. It's like, like nobody, like I was doing it slowly so everybody would focus on what Which you're talking creepy. about. Which was creepy. For anyone who is not watching this on YouTube, it was creepy because he slowly reached his hand towards the camera. And I kind of thought like I was in a horror movie. I mean, you just, I'm scared now. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we're looking at here. So uh, Daryl Williams, I th look, he can catch the ball. So I'm going Daryl Williams over Eno Benjamin. Kind of similar to the Kenneth Gainwell. Like if anything were to happen to Miles Sanders, Boston Scott's going to step into the league. Gainwell is going to be Gainwell. Like the mm -hmm. reason Eno had value to this point is because you might get some standalone value. The difference is now, if Connor misses time, which hopefully he doesn't, and hopefully if it's anything, it's like Dalton Schultz sounds like it's just going to... Although Jerry Jones is the one that said Schultz should be only one week. Jerry Jones is also the one that was telling Dak Prescott he was going to be back in four and not eight. So, like, let's relax on that. But yeah. we are going to talk tight ends, too, on this show. So I saved this one for you today, Lauren. Great. Because, I know, we're talking about <laughs> your boy here. We're, one, talking about your boy, but, two, it's a waiver situation where people are going after Raheem Mostert. It was one week of, oh, look, Chase Edmonds is the lead. Yay, fun. And then all of a sudden, it's week two. Oh, it's Mostert. There's two ways you can look at this. It's just week in and week out. It's going to be pick your poison. Who knows? Just stay away, which is usually my answer, which was my, you know, you were trying to get me to come around. I'm not saying this is all you. Like, I've made wrong calls, too. But, like, you're trying to get me to come around at Edmonds. I was like, I just don't want nothing to do with this backfield. Mm -hmm. And this is why. The other side of it could be maybe Mostert was slow getting involved wasn't a ton of preseason work like this is now his job and he's the lead which way are you looking at this and this is coming because i want somebody that was on the Edmonds bandwagon yeah so for me this doesn't surprise me whatsoever because one of the things that i also included in my love for chase Edmonds was this was going to be a committee-ish type of backfield right as as i said many people have heard me say it mcdaniel went shopping in bulk for the running back. So obviously there's a lot of mouths to feed there. I still like Chase Edmonds more, even if I don't start him, because I didn't draft him as my RB2 or my RB1, God forbid. I draft him as a flex option. I don't trust Raheem Mostert for the long haul. 
Other than that, it's going to be Chase Edmonds for me. And they will be flip-flopping. There will be matchups where it's Mostert if he's healthy. There will be matchups where it's a little bit more Chase Edmonds. I just don't think we've had enough of a sample size with this offense under Mike McDaniel with Tyreek Hill, with Tua playing lights out, for us to really, for, for me anyway, to make a really solid judgment, yes, it's Mostert, no, it's not Chase Edmonds. So I'm on a hold with Chase Edmonds. If you don't believe him, I totally understand that. If he has a really good game, he meaning Chase Edmonds, if he has a great game, you can package him up in a trade and you can get something that's a little bit more reliable. But for me, I'm on a hold until I continue to find a little bit more rhythm. I want a, I want a bigger sample size. I want to kind of see what this offense is doing with those running backs. And I, and I again, I just don't trust Raheem Mostert staying healthy the whole season. And, and But what if he does? So, hey, And if he does and Chase Edmonds has a good game, trade him. Oh, that's so – well, remember 2021 – Morn, right? Do you remember? <laughs> Don't sure. go chasing Dolphins running backs. Yeah. Or Bill's running backs. Still holds true. <laughs> Still holds true. Don't. Oh, yeah. But this is a whole J- new regime, though. This J- is a whole entire new regime. That is, that is true. James Cook, complete Salvan garbage Ahmed. time. I mean, this yeah. is a whole new regime. I, no, Buffalo still in don't go chase. But they kept don't Gaskin go. and Ahmed around. This is like they, yeah. they just this is speed, speed, speed is so. Just, that's I, a, I don't know. I just I'm not convinced yet. I'm not convinced yet. All right. Well, then let's talk about a Hall of Famer. How about that? Let's talk about a Hall of Famer still playing Uh-oh. football today. Marlon Mack, everybody. Marlon, oh, Marlon Mack, the Hall of Famer in the fantasy world, the greatest running back of all time. Look, you know, I kept saying, like, I don't know. I don't get the fascination with Marlon Mack. He's an above average replacement, sure, but he's above average. That's all he is. The problem is here is now we do have to talk about him because Tyrion Davis Price is out for multiple weeks. Tyrion Davis Price might be coming back around the same time as Elijah Mitchell comes back. So right now, it's Jeff Wilson. I said it was Jeff Wilson. Definitely got that one right. Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson's trying to stop figure out the rest. But behind him, we have Jordan Mason, who again, special teams is why he's active. But now if Marlon Mack gets elevated. Like what I was told Chris last week, Lauren, and I actually said this on the athletic show too, is I said, what, what made me feel even better about Jeff Wilson is the fact that they brought in all those running backs and they brought in Marlon Mack. Cause you don't bring all those guys in. If you're confident in Mason and Terry Davis price, you don't do that. So when I saw that happen, I'm like, that means it's Jeff Wilson's job and nobody else. Like we'll get some, and that's what we saw with some additional touches. So if Mack is elevated, do you just go pick him up because what happens if Jeff Wilson gets hurt? Because they don't seem to be enthralled with what Jordan Mason's done so far. Yeah, I on I don't see it as like a season long. You're going to be picking up Marlon Mack and being happy about it. But I definitely think if you have the room, you can you can I think you can stash him because why not? I mean, this is I, there's only so much that a body can take when you have that much volume and you're doing that much work. So it is very, very feasible that Jeff Wilson could miss a little bit of time. But again, when we have Davis Price coming back, especially when we have Elijah Mitchell coming back, this is going to be... You at least get seven weeks. You can get seven weeks, yes, but we still have Jeff Wilson. So there's a lot of ifs that come into that, but if you have the room, I certainly don't hate it. I certainly don't hate it, especially with what we know what the 49ers do with the run. And remember last year, too, so that run where Elijah Mitchell was running the ball, 27, 20, 20, 21, 27, 24. Like, that was when Debo was doing to Debo what he is right now, getting four, five, six rushes himself. That was at the same time. Jimmy there Garoppolo. you go. That's where I was going with it. Jeremy Garoppolo was the one under center, not Trey it's Lance. It's almost like so we do a... shows together, and we, like, I know. know what we're right. doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, as much as, yeah, okay. The one, real quick, because there's a lot more to talk about at wide receiver, obviously, this week, is Brian Robinson. So, 
already like I jokingly said I can't even do what he's doing with two good legs, and this guy is already out there doing and a, stuff. And one like, good butt cheek can't do it. And sounds like week or two he could be back. And now Antonio Gibson's looked good. He hasn't fumbled. He's looked like Antonio Gibson from last year. How concerned? Like, if you're sitting on Gibson, are you like, get out now? Are you like, oh my God, I got to trade him before this happens because Brian Rod Or is it potentially like, why mess with what works? If Antonio Gibson has fixed his fumbling issues, why turn back to Brian Robinson? Or here's the third option because you have three options here, Lauren. Get out because Brian Robinson is going to be in the lead. Stay because Antonio Gibson is going to stay in the lead unless he proves that he shouldn't be. Or the third option is we're looking at the Seattle Seahawks where all three are involved. Unfortunately, I have a feeling this is going to be another running back by committee, but there is enough of an identity separation between the two of them because I think Brian Robinson, when he comes back fully healthy, all right, I struggle to believe that they're going to be giving him 100% of the workload right when he comes back from being shot twice. So this is going to be easing him into this offense. And don't forget, he's still a rookie, too. So there's a lot of learning curve that he's going to have to do. He hasn't been on the field, obviously, for explainable circumstances. So I still think you have plenty of time with Antonio Gibson. That doesn't bother me at all. So if you did want to hang on to him, and if you're in any kind of a half point or full PPR scoring, I really think that Antonio Gibson will start being more involved in that passing game like we want him to be as that transition wide receiver to a running back. So I don't hate that at all, even with Brian Robinson on the field. I think you've got plenty of time with him. However, if you're good on your running backs, but you've been kind of either hanging on to Antonio Gibson because you drafted him and you're like, eh, and now you're using him, let's say at the flex, and you're like, you know what, I'm positionally needy elsewhere, like a tight end or something like that, then I think you can really get some good coin for him, you know, for your other positions that you may need, and then you can go ahead and trade him. There's a lot of good things going on with Antonio Gibson, whether or not you want to hold and you want to kind of see how it goes, I think he's going to be okay, or if you want to capitalize on how well he's done so far. So this was completely against what I thought was going to happen with Antonio Gibson. Of course, none of us could have predicted what happened to Ryan Robinson, of course. But I think that what we originally assumed and what we originally kind of saw with the game plan in preseason, I think that will transition eventually. But there's plenty of time, I believe, before that happens. We're talking three, four, five, maybe even six weeks before you really need to get out if he's doing bad. So why not capitalize on it now if you don't believe? But he's a hole for me. yeah, it's it's really whether or not you believe that. So exactly. again, and and if you're trading Tony Gibbs, I think the, here's the biggest answer in all of it. If you even want to be the one that doesn't believe and you are going to float him out there, don't sell him for lower than RB two value. Absolutely, like, that's the biggest thing. Like so high upside like, for me. Don't, don't be like, oh, I'm going to go trade Antonio Gibson and I'm going to go pick up Kenneth Walker. Like, no, like that, that's not the so at least get value out of it. You're going to do it. All right. Yes. This is a quick fire round. These are stashes. These are for everybody that sees the waiver column. I have stashes and these are like, look, if you have deep benches, if you're in a league and, you know, 12 team, basically a 12 team typical league. These are people that might be stashed in several leagues. But James Cook, again, garbage time. So you have James Cook, Samaj P. Ryan, Jerome Ford. People have already forgotten about him. If something were to happen <laughs> to them. Snoop Connor, Isaiah Pacheco, Zamir White, Matt Breida, Boston Scott, Jalen Warren, Zamir White and Hassan Haskins. Do you have a favorite one or two of those if you can only stash one or two? This one's a really, really tough one. I'm going to go Jalen Warren out of all okay. of those. I'm going to go Jalen Warren. Even with how bad the offense looks? I know. See, and that that's exactly what I was going to say. Even though there are higher upside plays in here, I think the volume, just in case Najee Harris still has issues because he's got this list Frank injury he's dealing with. Uh, just to reiterate, in week one, he came off the field. 
They went into overtime. Game on the line. Najee Harris, their bell cow RB1, did not go back out on the field. Then what did they do? They gave him a huge workload the next week. This is not telling me that I, I don't have longevity and sustainability here for Najee Harris because he may miss a couple of weeks just to sustain the entire season because this is an extended season. They want to go to the playoffs. I don't know, man. And then just the way that the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers runs their offense through a bell cow running back, Jalen Warren is a is a for sure stash for me. But you know what? If I really wanted someone that I wanted to like, you know, plug in the flex just in case, I would go Boston Scott. <laughs> mm. But Jalen Warren, number one, number two is Boston Scott. And remember that last year, Beanie and I did a show and sat here and told everybody like, it's Boston Scott, it's Boston Scott, it's Boston Scott. And I Scott, said, Kenny everybody. Gainwell. Yeah, I, know. I was going to say, I didn't even bring that up, Lauren. Look at that. I was like, I was giving you a pass. I was giving, I like, I wasn't. I will own it. I will own it. But I think what was so funny is like two weeks later, Kenny Gainwell had having a huge game. And I was like, why was yeah, it two but, weeks early? But yeah. Kenneth Gainwell is great. Kenneth Gainwell is just who he is. Is that mm -hmm. that's his role. It's just not going to change. Know your role and shut your mouth. Not you, but you're like doing a you know, wrestling <laughs> reference. Say, people say that enough to me on a live show when I have to deal with people. The, the Rock really is way know. up there. He's way, way up there. So I can't, I can't get him. Uh, before we get to wide receivers, the reminder of the Xbox contest for everybody out there. The quick fire version of it because you should know by now. And... I mean, nearing 70 entries, so I'm pretty sure everybody Ooh. watching right now has entered, which, but I, I, hey, 2,000 downloads, I felt like should be at least 500 entries in this. This is a really easy Xbox to potentially win. Like, your odds, 1 in 70? I'd take, 1 in 100. That's pretty darn good. Take, like, 1% chance? Like, I mean, that's... Am I eligible to receive this if I win? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, uh, Lep Mom Storin is, if you get my... <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll let her know. <laughs> no. Uh, so for real quick, everybody, all you do is subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hopefully you're doing that right now. Go ahead. Just boom. Look, you're watching. You can just click subscribe and review on iTunes. If you don't have iTunes, just go to the iTunes website and do it. I saw somebody ask about it. Just you can go there and do it. Just download and subscribe right there and like, boom, you're done. You don't have to keep using it. I think the whole point is we're trying to get traction for more people to find mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And then make sure you're following the FTN Fantasy account on Twitter. Screenshot all three, because that's your proof. And then email it to me. And next week, it's going to be two days of how we're breaking this down. It's a sneak, sneak preview, Lord. Tuesday, Tuesday <laughs> is going to start the contest giveaway, and Wednesday is going to end it. That's all I'll say for now. Ooh, and she was like, like, so there it. you go. So, I know. Wide receivers, there are three rookies, and I'm shocked at the disparity in roster ship for these three. Uh, using Yahoo, Chris Olave's over 60%, barely. It seems reasonable. But then you see John Dotson in the 40s, and the most shocking of all of them was Garrett Wilson was in the 20s before this week. Not reading the column, not listening to us. There's a lot of... look. I texted you this, Lauren. I said it right before we were even on the show. I said, there's a lot of people out there that don't do a lot of research. They don't even look at waivers mm -hmm. until they click on an article Tuesday or Wednesday, and then they go run their waivers, and they don't come back. Hopefully, people are listening. Hopefully, everybody watching and listening to this show, all three of those are not hanging out there in your leagues. So to say this for Garrett Wilson, Dotson, and Alave, here's how I'm going to turn it. If you are in the situation of they are out there, and you're strong at wide receiver, and your options are like a Robbie Anderson, uh, a Tyler Lockett, you know, these veterans that are like wide receiver three fours, do you drop them to go get the upside of these rookies? Absolutely. 
I would 100%. And the number one that I would target is going to be Olave. I love all three of these guys, but I have no problem dropping Robbie Anderson and picking up Chris Olave because what are you going to do with Robbie Anderson? He's not your wide receiver two. He hopefully is not your wide receiver three. He's going to be the, that flex. The Giants, tr- hold on, hold on. The Giants treated him like the number one. They certainly did. Actually, the quick sidebar. It's funny. You know, it, like, it's funny. You know, the irony in life is some type of thing. Like, I'll give you a perfect. So I have Spotify. And something on Spotify that mixes in is I had like I liked some band that does like remixes of old songs, and before I went in to get my hair cut, it was uh, like I was going to mention that by the way, your haircut looks very nice. Oh, thank you. Before I went in, it was like a prayer by Madonna by a completely different band, and I went in to get my hair cut halfway through. The song that was on was halfway through. The next song that came on was Madonna's "Like a Prayer," and I'm like, what are the odds of that? Like, what are the so? This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. See, that's like, what are the odds? Like the irony of these weird situations. So um, where was it going with this? I don't know. There was something that's... Chris was, Olave, Robbie just... Anderson. Chris Olave, Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. One. No, this is yeah. what... So Robbie, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> the Robbie Anderson, I was sitting here on Sunday talking with my buddy and I said, you know what I find it's interesting because we were talking about the Bills and we're talking about how the Bills bracketed Allen Robinson and said, we'll just let Cooper Cup be Cooper Cup mm-hmm. and he can't beat us on his own. So what I said to him is the same thing as that. It's like, why don't more teams take their best corner and eliminate the number two? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No And then double cover and do whatever they can for the number one. Like, eliminate the number two from the game. And that's what the Giants did. They put a Dory Jackson on Robbie Anderson for the weirdness. Like, what are the irony of that happening? And I think you might see some more of that. So, to continue with your thought, as much as I say, like, go pick up Robbie Anderson, I'm with you on this. Like, yes. Tyler Lockett, the same thing. Like, Lockett just had the big game. Well, DK got all the targets in week one, didn't do a lot with them. But I think if you're giving those ones up for the ceiling of an Olave or Dotson or Wilson, that's why I would do it. Yeah, and the reason why I'm going with Olave over all, all three of them, because, again, I love all three of them. So if just one is available and the other two are not, go pick them up. This is not just, oh, only if Olave's there. I like all three. I'm just personally leaning a little bit more towards Olave because of that offense, because of how much they throw, because of what they are doing in that mindset. Garrett Wilson worries me a little bit because of quarterback play, but he may be one of those guys that is immune to it because he can just get it done. Like There are some players out there that can do that. And then Dotson always has that which is so weird. We're talking about Curtis Samuel again, but Curtis Samuel is also pretty heavily involved too. But again, I love all three of these guys. I really love all three of these guys. They should not be on the waiver wire. They should just should not. They shouldn't, they shouldn't be. The interesting thing about Garrett Wilson and where I'm with this on you is a, so I'm going to say sell high candidate. I love some Garrett Wilson. Let's be clear. Oh, the agreed. Draft, agreed. The draft process, uh, I had him ahead of Dotson and Olave who were in the second tier. I had him in tier one, that being Garrett Wilson. And what the, the, the situation here is that he's still third in route percentage behind Corey Davis. And I don't think Corey Davis is going to hold him off for much longer. Corey Davis doesn't even have a relevant game if the Browns didn't just fall asleep and look at him go down. The, what was the safety? Do- like he, he jogged two feet and then stopped. It's like you still could. It was Corey Davis. It wasn't freaking Tyreek Hill. Like, what are you doing? So anyway, that being said, 
Garrett Wilson gets past him, but what if when Zach Wilson comes back, the one running the most routes right now, and so this is what I'm going to say is a buy low. We're saving this for later in the show, but I will give you one right now. Buy the living hell out of Elijah Moore. I, I counted more. Seven, seven comments already in my waivers asking if they should drop Elijah Moore. Drop. What? Drop no. Elijah Moore. Yes. No, 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 no. Does anyone yes. not remember what happened with Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson last season? Don't do it. <laughs> Thank Don't drop you. Him. So, last night, there was this much glimmer of hope and excitement for the Titans. I don't want to talk it, about last night's game. I, I am so... If anyone is following me on Twitter, please do. If you're not, at Stepmom Lauren. And uh, I do, you know, do pick-ums, over-unders, and things of that nature. I needed one touchdown from either Justin Jefferson or a receiving or rushing touchdown from Dalvin Cook. That was it. And it was a, the biggest pile of trash, burning trash, stinky, burning, gross trash I have ever seen. Several of my Vikings friends messaged me pictures of their T-shirts, multiple, by the way. This team makes me drink. Completely understand why. And that was horrendous. Never, ever, ever play Kirk Cousins on Monday night. Ever. Just don't do it. But could I talk about the Titans? Yes, you can talk okay? about the Titans. I just really had to get that out there because <laughs> it's been burning in my my soul. Okay. Titans. Titans. Let's go. <laughs> Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks out there. He ran the second most routes to Robert Woods, who Robert Woods, by the way, was still on the field blocking when Malik Willis was out. Malik Willis came to the game. I, I jokingly said this to my buddy, who is a Vikings fan. Watch it. He left in the third quarter, by the way. He already don't knew mind. the game was over. Don't, don't blame him. I, I'm sitting that. here. I'm like, I, I saw it was the one play Robert Woods was in mo with motion. And I said, is that the slowest motion ever? Is Robert Woods basically <laughs> saying, like, why the F am I still on the field? <laughs> like, yeah. at that point. And he said it's because he's blocking. And I get it because he's a great blocking wide receiver. But, like, oh, my God, he was still out there. Point being, Traylon Burks out there led the team in targets, tied in lead receptions, and led in yards. Very low numbers because it was a very miserable performance for the Titans. But does Traylon Burks, is where I'm going with this, deserve to be in this conversation? Came slower than everybody else. But is it happening? Like the Michael Scott gif, it's happening, everybody. I don't really know how much. I, I, that's a really great gif. I use that all the time. <laughs> I don't know how much I personally buy into it because for me, all this says is more usage for Robert Woods. So as Traylon Burke starts getting to be where he should have been in week one, as he starts to get his NFL legs underneath him, Defenses are that is exactly what Robert Woods needs. Pardon me, I didn't finish my last sentence. I hate it when people do that. But Robert Woods needs a wide receiver one. And he needs or a wide receiver one B. Someone that is going to help take away defenses mm -hmm. from him. So for me, I am not seeing this as in I need shares of Traylon Burke. What I'm saying is, is I'm glad I either have Robert Woods or I'm glad for whoever has Robert Woods as long as I'm not playing against him because this is just good news for Woods for me. But for me, I... Spot start, yes, because he does have the volume, but uh, so not on that tier yet. So do you think yet. that do you think Burks deserves to be in the tier of Robbie Anderson, DJ Chark, Tyler Boyd, and Jarvis Landry? Absolutely. So if you notice, there's two twos on their teams, and Robbie and Chark, and then you have mm -hmm. two threes in Boyd and Landry who have upside mm -hmm. if anybody gets hurt, versus the twos who are already the twos. So like I put him in that same conversation. Yes, and I do too. And the reason the reason why I'm I don't consider Burks in that tier is because 
what on earth is going on with these quarterbacks? All right, Ryan Tannehill has never really been, you know, monstrous. We all know this. But then highly that, efficient though. That incredibly poor showing last night was really bad. So how often are they going to be exploring Malik Willis? How right, often well then, oh, is Malik Willis going to be the one throwing the rock? I don't know. So that's why that those question marks there worry me. And plus, this is Derrick Henry's team. I am one of the biggest proponents and supporters and believers in Malik Willis. However, oh, yeah, I know. We however, talked about him. However, I don't think his time is 2022. No, uh, no, 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 no. Go back and watch that game to give you an idea. So the one that he threw that went, I think it was the one that went to Josh Gordon, the one target that went to Josh Gordon. Welcome back. But here's the thing. It's like watching Willis. And so the, like, the, the difference is sometimes um, when you have quarterbacks like Willis is he actually, like people talk about and make the easy assumption for rookies in general, rookie quarterbacks. Like this is default. If you have a negative thing to say about a rookie quarterback, the default, you don't even have, you could go plug this in and everybody and nobody would say, is struggles with read progression. It doesn't matter who you are. Like everybody's like, oh, struggles with read progression. Of course he does. Especially, especially a specific type of quarterback. And I'll just leave that there. Malik Willis does but what he does differently is he actually moves on too quickly a lot of times quarterbacks will stick and stay with their number one and wait too long and now the two second third and potential fourth option are now done for covered that's up that's just or they're timing rest- though that's just yeah timing. that's and malik willis will get better with this but you saw it in the josh gordon thing and when he made that throw to josh gordon it was behind josh gordon and he actually threw it he had the window closer to the left oh no yeah he threw he, if he would have thrown the Earlier in the window to the left, Gordon could have come, but he actually threw it. To, he actually made the, t- the throw tougher than it needed to be because the defender was to the right, too. But I'm saying that all to say is Malik Willis needs to learn. He, he needs some time to learn the NFL game. So, But that's common of a lot of rookies. I don't think Will. I would love if Willis's time was this year. Oh, it's especially not. Uh, but, it's not. But how often is he going to be going in for a struggling Ryan Tannehill? I mean, that, how often is that going to be happening? But I mean, that's, how many that's, times that's are you going to start point. him? That's my point. <laughs> Is, is that's what I worry about with Traylon Burks is because I don't know, like, is this you, I really think this is the end for Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. So how quickly are they going to start putting Malik Willis in in those situations to get him used to NFL speed, to get him used to understanding how to go through his progressions, how to read appropriately, how to slow down? How often are they going to be doing this when they're down by this much? So what does that do for the pass catchers for me? I think that's a little bit more disastrous for Traylon Burks than it is for Robert Woods because Robert Woods has proven he is going to be on the field. Well, Whether it's blocking or not, he's going to be there. So let's say they flip the switch. Worries me all around, actually. So, well, no, I was going to say this is where I'm going to go with Woods, too, over Burks. Let's say you flip the switch. Let's say you go to Malik Willis. Or let's say Tannehill gets hurt, whatever it might be, and you turn to Malik Willis. Well, how do you help him try to trust that first read a little bit more? You want the person getting open quicker. Yes, Burks has that ability, but the styles of them right now, it's Woods. Hell, it might even be Westbrook Akina. Like, just you're going to want him to get that quick read and stop saying, like, let me pivot to the second option so quickly, yes. which would be and, Traylon Burks. Exactly. So, and it's going to be a They're running. Save, save, save this show. Save this show. Like, we're going to take Malik Willis. Moving on. <laughs> let's, <laughs> Sorry, so, let's stick with quarterbacks real quick because I'm seeing a lot of quarterback questions in here. And deservedly so, because Tua went yes. ham. Tua went ham in my super flex league on my bench and I started Trey Lance. I feel your pain, everybody. I would have won my league. Come on. <laughs> I lost the league by a lot watching Tua do that. But here's where we're at now. And I'm seeing, and the reason I'm stopping for this and pivoting to quarterbacks that we usually don't spend a lot of time on is because I'm seeing a lot of the same names in the comments of my waiver column. Carson Wentz, Tua, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, my boy this year. 
and there was oh, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins. They're all here's the thing about them. I'm still going Trevor Lawrence over the rest hmm. because I still think he has top ten potential. We're still talking about Trevor Lawrence. Bad matchup with the Chargers this week. But of those, you know, Carson Wentz is throwing the ball 40-plus times a game. I don't think the commanders are really going to go away from that, partly because of their defense. I love Tua, and I sat here and was like, everybody's like, oh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wilder are going to be great, but Tua's just going to be bleh. And, like, there was people legitimately tweeting after week one that Tua only had 18 points, even though Tyreek and Jalen Waddle had big games because Tua is blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, check the tape, everybody. By the way, check the tape on everybody trying to jump on the bandwagon that had, like, six people on it for Jalen Hurts last year where I sat how here and many, everybody mocked how, me. How often did we talk about Tua over the offseason? How often did I talk I about Tua? I and know. you personally do We This is not new for us, everybody, but everyone who's Oh, Jared, Jared Goss in this conversation, too. There, so, for, so for me, this entire tier is I would just take Trevor Lawrence and roll with him. I understand if you don't want to play him against the Chargers. Really bad matchup. But I, if you want to only pick one, let me ask you this. If you had to only pick one, I'll run through them again. Trevor Lawrence, Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. Tua, Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Kirk Cousins. If you only had to pick one, would it be Lawrence or would you pick no. somebody else? You no, would go uh, he'd, he'd my number two option. Tua would be my number one option. I have him in, I, I'm in 14 different leagues this year. I have him in 12 as my backup RB or my RB2 in a super flex or two QB. I have him everywhere. I love what they have. And the reason why is not because I don't believe in Trevor Lawrence, because I think he's going to kill too. I think he's going to slay it. And I'm super excited for that because the man has glorious hair. That needs to be celebrated. The thing I want to give the edge just slightly over Tua is the explosive weapons between Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and also the plethora of pass-catching running backs. There is not that bell cow line of scrimmage guy like a Derrick Henry that's on that team. It is pass, it's pass, it's pass, and it's pass early, and it's pass often. I don't care who it's to. So that's one of the reasons I give a slight edge to Tua, but, I mean, it is very, 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 very slight. I like both of them, but I'm going to lean Tua by a hair. And you could probably get me on Tua – I mean, they're, they're back. I, so those would be my two. If you're falling into the rest exactly. with Garoppolo, I see a lot of Garoppolos and stuff like that. Just stream. I understand people are like, well, I don't want to play. But just stream because this week it could be Garoppolo. The next week it could be Kirk Cousins because he's not playing in pride time. The next mm-hmm. week it could be Carson Wentz. Again, like, I'm not going to want Carson Wentz every single week. I'm not going to want Carson Wentz. Like Carson Wentz facing the Seahawks? Hell no. Because the Seahawks no. don't run any plays. They like just grind out the game and it's just like pfft, over. Like I just don't want that. Um so it depends on who he's facing because that was a really advantageous situation for Wentz where he's able to throw the ball over 40 times in two straight weeks. That's not going to be the case every single week. Correct. So that's why I would just put them in a bucket. Uh, Jameis Winston, I just saw somebody ask about, like Jameis Winston would be in that group, but the four fractures in his back. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to start a quarterback that might not make it to the end of the game. And yeah. for everybody out there, Andy Dalton's the backup, not Taysom Hill. Hey, you know what? If I was doing the mini show, because I've never done it with you, if I was doing a mini show, I would be victory lapping around the room right now for the 8 billion people. Why don't you have Taysom Hill as a tight end one? He should be in the top 10 because of his rushing upside. And it's like, yeah, how did that work out? How did the Taysom Hill three rushes work out? Or was it four rushes again this week? And it did nothing because he didn't score a touchdown. He didn't have a 50 yard run. Sorry. No, Stop I get you. Hill. Although I would take Taysom Hill over like uh, Brevin Jordan. Well, and that was the thing. So I, I do I do a couple of different live shows and I answer a lot of questions. And I had so many Taysom Hill questions. And it was that 
big, massive, giant caveat where it's like there has to be a lot of things that are going wrong or who are out in order for Taysom Hill (laughs) to be there. All right. And you're not playing him as a quarterback. You're not playing him as a running back. You are starting him as a tight end. And he's going to have to get a huge play. He's going to have to see busted coverage. Now, is there upside to this? Yes. But it is more bust than boom. Well, then I have a question for you. No other option than you can play him. But beware. So. So a good question from Nathan, Nathan Kodowski, one of our loyal viewers. Travis Kelsey or Taysom Hill? What? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Uh, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. Thank you. Yeah, he's, of course, getting in on the joke with us. So before we move back to the west, west, of, the wi- west of the wide with Sivas, Waskily Wabbits. Oh, Waskily Wabbits. By Lowe's. So Derrick Henry, because we're talking the Titans. Mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. Uh, week one was fluky with the Dontrell Hilliard facing the Giants and those two receptions for, you know, like that that's going to happen in some games. But so they also got so, so far out the window and the, they, they benched everybody in the third quarter. Derrick Henry was done for the day. Derrick Henry's yeah. going to be fine. He was fine before that. And there's a, people are completely out on Derrick Henry. Well, I mentioned didn't Elijah. Bench Robert Woods. No. I was completely on buying Elijah Moore, as we talked about. He, and here's the third. And before we get to yours, it's Derrick Henry, Elijah Moore, and DK Metcalf. Like, yes, week one was seven for 40. And yes, week two was Tyler Lockett. But it's still DK Metcalf. And the only reason I even bring him up, it's not that I'm like, oh, my God, DK Metcalf. Yes, I'm so excited with Geno Smith. But people are at the reason I put him here is because people are asking if they should drop him. They're like, mm-hmm. should I, should I drop DK Metcalf for Garrett Wilson? Like, okay, yeah, I, find a way to get Garrett Wilson, but don't drop DK Metcalf for him. Yeah, and that's that's a problem when you are looking at a vacuum of only the first two weeks. Don't forget, these guys have name value, okay? So if you don't trust DK Metcalf, you want to buy low on him. I completely agree with that. But for someone's like, you know what? I don't want to deal with the Geno Smith headache. I, I don't want to. I don't drop him. Trade him. I understand his value is going to be a little bit lower, but you can at least do a little bit better than waiver wire crumbs if there's, you know, just not much out there. Come on. No. Do better. So I will <laughs> say this. For, for everybody out there, it's two weeks. And I know people after two weeks feel like, oh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett is getting relentlessly mocked and for deservedly good reasons. Nathaniel Hackett has made some of the most bonehead decisions you've ever seen in the first two weeks of football. Mm-hmm. However, take a chill pill, everybody. I like I joked Hackett as much as anybody. Like it was t- dumb. The fact that they had to call a timeout because they didn't have a kick returner on the field. Dumb. But. It's new head coaches and new systems and new places, ones that have never coached before. If Hackett continues this for another four or five games, sure, let's talk about firing the guy in this first year. But he's not the first. I always reference Eli Manning when they had the OC and the quarterback change, the quarterback room change for him of learning that new offense in the first month he was off. And this, the, the offense looked off. There's time. You don't overhaul a staff. You don't overhaul a team. You don't make all these changes and always get immediate results. It's sometimes a slow process. Sometimes we're sitting here talking about the Bengals' offensive line was supposed to be better. The the Giants looked miserable in the first half of the first week and gelled pretty quickly in that game and have started to look better. Sometimes it's a little bit of a slower process. I'm not saying the Bengals are going to be a top 10 offensive line unit, but some of these things take time, especially overhauling a team. So... For everybody out there, I bring this into fantasy is 
take like if anything, go back to your preseason ranks and look at them. And yes, some things have changed. We've been wrong on some things. We've been right on some things. That's how fantasy and football works. But try to breathe, people, and let's not fire players like we want to fire head coaches is what I want to get to. <laughs> I like it. Good? Yeah. What I are agree. your two? I know you have okay. two. Yeah, I do have two. Um, Kyle Pitts, everybody. So this one might be a little bit tougher, but I'm saying buy low on this. I mean, if you can buy low on Derrick Henry, then I think Kyle Pitts can be in that same argument, even though he could be considered the next tight end one, although he's combined less than – 40 receptions over the last two weeks has not been very pretty. Uh, let's, like you said, let's have a little bit of time for all of this to come together for the Falcons. I absolutely love Kyle Pitts. Drake London is starting to become like a thing now, like, but that was to be expected. Give it a little bit of time because Mariota. Saver in the class. I know. Well, Mariota hasn't been a starting quarterback in how many years? It's been a while. All right. So he is with our They're besties. This will come together, okay? Just calm it down. And then he is going to, he meaning Mariota, is going to need to rely on Kyle Pitts. Right now it's been a little weird. So get to that Kyle Pitts manager. Have something good to trade. If you want to have an elite tight end, make something that you can offer and try to get Kyle Pitts on your team for when he goes woo. Do, do you know who's running more routes? Uh, Marcus Kyle Mariota. Pitts? Kyle Pitts or Garrett Wilson? <laughs> Ooh, Kyle Pitts. Mm, who's running more routes, Kyle Pitts or Corey Davis? Ooh, Kyle Pitts. Yes, eighty-one percent of the time he's running around. Yeah. Drake London, eighty-two percent of the time. It's gonna come around. Yes, it it's, will. It's, just, it's, just, just I, give it a little I love bit some, time. I love some Kyle <laughs> Pitts. Yeah. So, and that I, that wasn't a, a shot at Garrett Wilson. I just for comparison's sake for everybody mm -hmm. out there. And then I'm actually a little surprised with your second one. Yeah. Another tight end. I'm, I'm surprised by this one. No, 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 not a tight end. It's a running back. Oh. No. Did I misread? Yeah. Did I, I misread? So. I did. Oh, yeah. I was looking. Never mind. So in wor <laughs> no, here's why. In worries, I have Pitt and Hawkinson for the tight end worries. Oh, there you go. Worries. And then I saw your Pitts and th okay. So yeah, who are you running back? Yeah. So the next one I'm going up here is another one. You guys just gotta. You guys, I've, I'm so accusatory right now. You guys just gotta calm down. Like, okay, this is a situation. Take a deep breath when it comes to Damian Pierce. Okay, Levy Smith is also going through some changes, being this head coach again. Calm down. Rex Burkhead is not the answer. It is Damian Pierce. And they also have that some juicy. That fast. Yes, it did. They have some juicy, juicy mashups that are coming up here for the running back position. And I don't think that is going to be Rex Burkhead. That is the beneficiary of these terrible matchups. It's going to be Damian Pierce. So for me, I believe that your only time to buy low on Damian Pierce is like now. Because if once that you know progression starts going, he is going to be, no, you're not going to be able to get him. What do you believe? Yeah. I can fly. I believe I can <laughs> I touch the sky. I, I don't know why I have songs like every single time you said something today. Like songs just keep popping in my head. I, I feel like that happens almost every podcast. <laughs> I have special. I have special juice in here. That's what Ooh. it is. No, I don't. I have you know, water. I don't drink. So there we go. Before we get to worries, real quick, Julia Jones and Russell Gage. But they signed Cole Beasley. Not really worried about Cole Beasley. But wait, Mike did Evans they officially is... sign? No, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just, yeah. I thought, I thought I just heard he said he's waiting for the right opportunity. Hmm. Did I miss that? Show? Did I misread that one? I could have sworn <laughs> I just heard a report that they wanted to sign him, but he was saying no. He's going to no. wait until the right opportunity. Unless it did it come after nine o'clock? Uh... Whatever it might be. Let's just let's, let's continue for now. It wasn't okay. Beasley from anyway. So 
Julio Jones and Russell Gage. Russell Gage didn't do a hell of a lot, but the process was right. Targets, receptions were there. The yards just weren't. The yards were abysmal for Tom Brady and Russell Gage. That's what it was. But if Julio Jones is out there, do you just fire up Julio Jones hanging out there in a lot of waiver wires because he was already out there a lot and hurt and missed week two? And if he's not out there, are you firing up Russell Gage again? Because Russell Gage, again, he got the volume. No. See, I, I would play I'm Russell scared. Gage as a web. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing around. Yeah, I think you have to, um, especially if Mike Evans' uh, suspension holds for this one game. And if we don't have Chris Godwin again or even a limited Chris Godwin, I kind of think you have to just because of the volume. Who are they? If you, um, if anyone has it, I am drawing a blank. Who are they playing this week? The Buccaneers. Who, Who are the Buccaneers the playing Bay, this week? Green Bay at home. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind doing that. I think uh, Tom Brady has something to prove, especially after his three-year-old temper tantrum that he threw on the sideline. <laughs> mm, Smash that surface. Well, look, hey, we, we just got a $5 donation, so we replaced the surface, so I will so, answer Connor's question. Connor, accept Joe Mixon, Terry McLaurin, and Robbie Anderson for Jones, Thielen, Jeff Wilson. So I'm assuming that's Aaron Jones, given the names that are involved here. So... Aaron Jones, Adam Thielen, Jeff Wilson. You get Joe Mixon, Terry McLaurin, and Robbie Anderson. So I am going to say, so you got Mixon, Jones is essentially washy. McLaurin over Thielen. Robbie downgraded Jeff Wilson. He has Taylor and Fournette, Mike Williams, Gabe Davis. It's just, where do you stand on this, Lauren? Because I say, I say no. Is this for Aaron Jones, I'm assuming? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Aaron okay. Jones. Sorry, I, I missed that. I was trying to look at the Colby's. Because I, I know you want to get him out from Jeff Wilson, but unless he gets hurt, Jeff Wilson, for at least six or seven weeks, it's the, it's really the, the wide receiver upgrade flips for the running backs. So if you want to take it, I could see it. It's just it doesn't do much for me. Okay. Uh, mm, okay. So for me, when, <laughs> whenever – this is kind of – I understand the conundrum here because this feels a little 50-50. Um, are you going to want to be on the side that's in favor of the wide receivers or are you going to be on the side that's in favor of the running backs? I the think back in, in, the, in the league that we are in, in this kind of fantasy football industry, I'm always going to lean having the better running backs as opposed to having the better wide receivers. Running backs are very difficult to find on the waiver wire unless you want to do mm -hmm. some kind of crazy trade to get them. Running backs are tough. They're very tough. And from what I saw, you have Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, Jonathan Taylor. Right there, you have two running backs and a flex that are are unstoppable. And then you just kind of play around with those wide receivers as you as you you know seem fit, whichever way that you want to go there. So I would not make that because I would not want to give up Aaron I, Jones. I might I might have thought about doing it before week two, before Jeff Wilson was clear, because we didn't have like I sat here and said Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson. And I mean, I get getting Mixon, still... but Aaron Joe, I no, I, yeah. I I wouldn't take that. I would stick with the side of what you have with that amazing running back depth. Well, um, since ugh, no, I don't. I wouldn't take. Since it. we're That's talking the Bengals and the Buccaneers, this is perfect. Which <laughs> quarterback are you most worried about? Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, or Joe Burrow? Oh. God. Um, <laughs> I am mostly worried for Joe Burrow. Now, this is not a knock on his talent versus any of them. They're all three incredibly talented quarterbacks, and they're all three going to have great matchups that they're going to succeed well in. I just believe that Tom Brady can get it done because he's the GOAT. Russell Wilson also has a ton of veteran experience. It's going to take him a little bit of time to get used to a new team in a new city. I mean, that's that's going to be kind of crazy for him, too. It already is a little bit. He's starting to get better. But for me, for Joe Burrow, it is that atrocious offensive line. Hasn't he been sacked 13 times in two weeks? 
that's insane. Oh, something like 16 or something ridiculous. That, whatever, it, whatever. It it's in the teens, and that's ridiculous. That is what worries. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm worried about him the most, and that the conceit the of that worry. The, the pressure is the rate. Pressure. He's second second highest pressure rate in the league. Yeah, it's the pressure, it's the sacks, and it's injury. That is what I'm so scared about with Joe Burrow. It's not it's not his surrounding weapons. I mean, how can you get better than you know Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins? Come on, and even Hayden Hurst is getting involved. But if he cannot stand upright, and if he is constantly on his tush, this is not going to be good for Joe Burrow. So I'm the well, most to go back to him. to back to the Nathaniel Hackett thing. That's why I'm okay with Russell Wilson. Like, give it some time. Yes, Jalen, yes, yes. been and he threw for three hundred something yards in the first week. So Tom Brady hasn't had his weapons. With, have you seen any interviews with Nathaniel? Hackett? No, I'm trying to finish the show. You tell me He's afterwards. <laughs> Everybody, could do your favor. Do yourself a favor and watch it. Tom Brady. I'm not uh, worried. No, and that's what I was going to say. His weapons haven't fully been there. So before we get out, and again, go check out Stepmom Lauren. Oh, real quick plug. Yeah, so everybody, um, I have in my own show, Fireside Friday. It's on my YouTube channel at Stepmom Lauren. Uh, come find me. Come say hi. It's really fun. And you can have yeah, a chance to win a sign. Michael more Tommy questions Jersey. in there. Yeah, you can go drop your questions in the comments of the waivers column over at The Athletic. So make sure you check that out. Get the Xbox entry contest. And before we get out of here, these wide receivers, the most concerned. Juju Smith-Schuster, Darnell Mooney-Tunes, or the combination of Chase Claypool and George Pickens? Who has your most concern? Not all of them. All of them <laughs> are concerning. That is difficult. Really? To have no. So one. here's what least concern. <laughs> all of them terrifying. Uh, I'll give you. No, least concern about Juju for me. George Pickens' air yards. For everybody that was talking about Chris Olave, guess what? George Pickens had a higher air yards per target. But it's Trubisky. But does it? It is, but I think he's going to get past Claypool, and I think that's what we're that so, saying. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and Pickens end of your bench stash anyway. The Mooney Tunes, I'm giving him one more week. He's faced two really bad defenses. I don't know what that wasn't it. Two really bad, two really bad defenses. <laughs> and I'll give him one more week. I'm not dropping him. I'm not necessarily starting him unless I need that boom or bust upside because you t- attempt eleven passes and your offense is highly questionable. But I'm okay with Juju. It just look. Juju Smith-Schuster, just like Amari Cooper, just like DK Metcalf, just like Tyler Lockett, just like uh, all these rest of these ones that are wide receiver threes. Wide receiver threes do not produce every single week, but that's why they're wide receiver threes. The reason we love Juju Smith-Schuster is because people are treating him as a four, a a low-end three. Same thing with Amari Cooper. Nobody wanted Amari Cooper. This is what you live with. Both of them had one good week, one bad week. But this is what you live with those guys, so that's why I'm not getting concerned. Now, maybe if you wanted a top 20 wide receiver, then you're concerned. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I don't have much to add with that other than, yeah, I agree with all of it. Still worried, but still worried. it is what it is. Well, don't be worried. <laughs> be happy. See, look, another song. There's another song. <laughs> look at Jake over here just busting into song. I love it. Song and dance. I feel like I just gonna, said that before on another podcast. I'm going to go before. finish the rest of my happy juice. That's the only way I can have fun these days after this wonderful two weeks of the fantasy season. Yeah, check out Fireside Friday. We'll be back tomorrow. Chris Mini Talk ranks for week three. Get in the contest and enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. Try to as much as I am.